I bet if I think about it real hard, I could remember my first pair of shoes. Do you remember your first pair of shoes? Mama said they'd take me anywhere. I'm not talking about the shoes you wore to church or school, but the shoes you'd put on after getting home from those places so you could go outside and play. Mine were plain white canvas lace-ups. Those must be comfortable shoes. Well, they were comfy enough, but nothing special. Though. I bet you could walk all day in shoes like that and not feel a thing. My feet would get tired. Those shoes had no support. I wish I had shoes like that. Lots of kids did. They weren't designer or fancy or necessarily good for your feet, but they got the job done. My mother told me that when I put on my play shoes, I'd sometimes whisper to myself, what are we doing today? I think I may have been talking to my imaginary friend Cisco. At any rate, what I remember about that time is believing those well-worn dirt smudge shoes were my ticket to adventure. The thing is, the shoes you wear matter especially when your activities take you to our Texas state parks and natural areas and even our national parks where the terrain in any of these places is variable. And wearing the right shoes ensures your overall comfort and safety. In the podcast, we learn how to shop for shoes that will help us to navigate nature safely and comfortably. Stay with us. From Texas Parks and Wildlife, this is Under the Texas Sky, a podcast about nature and people and the connection they share. I'm Cecilia Nasty. Kitten heels and wingtips are better suited for an office environment than the outdoor environment. Shoes for walking or hiking trails or even spending time on the water or climbing up a rock face, if that's your thing, are simple to find. But then what? How do you really know they're the right shoes for you, as well as for the outdoor activities that you have planned? Well, the first step is to find somewhere where you can get some good advice, because there are so many different brands and so many different styles of footwear, and frankly, different levels of quality. That's Sean Bibby. Sean's a friendly, upbeat guy with a wide and ready smile. He's a trim and fit 30-something with a closely cropped beard, and his hair is just the right amount of tousled. Sean's the community outreach coordinator for Whole Earth Provision Company in Austin. Before that, he says he was one of their shoe guys. When you get down to it, finding shoes that are the best fit for your feet is a thinking person's game. Yeah, definitely. And it's funny because there's art of the fashion, and then there's the nuance of everyone's foot, and there's the type of activity they're going to do. And so, yeah, there's a lot of different games at play, and you can't really just say, this is one aspect of shoes that I'm going to think about today in my purchase. It's really a a big holistic experience because everything comes down to what you're wearing on your feet when you're out in the wilderness or just on any adventure, even in town. It doesn't matter. I met Sean on a warm fall afternoon at the store to talk about how to choose footwear for an active outdoor lifestyle. To get to the store shoe department, we strolled past tents, backpacks, books, toys, clothing, and assorted gear until we arrived at a couple of walls filled with men's, women's, and children's shoes. He told me that many of the folks he helped over the years take their shoes on far-flung adventures around the world. But really, most of them are probably taking them to our great Texas State Park system. You know, everybody's got a favorite state park, and if you don't, we have their guidebooks in our stores, and you can find one. And we have shoes that are 
going to work at Mother Neff Park, and we have shoes that are going to work at Big Bend Ranch and everything in between. Water shoes as well, you know, serious backpacking trips, or maybe getting back into hiking for the first time in decades. Are there special considerations for shoes for different people? Say like if they're a beginner, they have mobility impairment, they may be out of shape or overweight. I mean, does any of that come into play when choosing a shoe? Definitely. It's all about the individual. You need um, someone who's trained in shoes and how to fit shoes, someone who's trained in how to anticipate what your adventure is going to entail. All size 10s are going to fit differently from brand to brand. You can feel the difference when you walk in five miles in them for sure, and that is a big deal. So you want to pick something that fits right at first and that consistently you know, supports your foot in the arch, the heel, the width of the toe box, the height of the toe box, the ankle support. So it's a lot of different individual questions that that really do kind of say, ah, okay, I know exactly the shoe we should try on next. I hope that fits because that seems like it'll be perfect for you. And so how should a well-fitted shoe feel on one's foot? Combined with the right socks, that's a huge part of this. You don't want to have any slipping around. You don't want your heels sliding up and down too much. You don't want your toes moving forward when you're going downhill. Mm -hmm. Hiking downhill is often what gets people in trouble in a new pair of shoes. And so you want your foot to be generally locked in with not too much movement. You want to make sure that you're finding a brand that works with the volume of your foot. Some brands have a bigger inside volume, and that's going to work for some people. And other people are going to need that maybe uh, narrower um, you want to be able to take your, your shoes off after four hours of wearing them the first day and not have any big hot spots. That's what I kind of say. To Sean's point about people getting in trouble hiking downhill in shoes that have not been properly fitted, that happened to me on a hiking trip to Western Ireland when our group tackled the Burren on an overcast and rainy day. Uphill, I didn't notice my feet slipping in my shoes, but I sure did on the way down. It was so steep, it was terrifying, like walking down the side of a slick 30-story building without a safety harness. My feet, and more specifically my toes, were killing me for the next few days. And by the time I returned to Texas, I'd already started losing toenails. Yeah, I know, too much information. While visiting with Sean Bibby at Whole Earth Provision Company, a customer, Neil McRae, wandered toward us, no doubt drawn by the side of Sean from whom he's purchased shoes of the past. Hi, how's it going? Neil is tall and lanky. That day he was dressed in a t-shirt, cargo shorts, and flip-flops. He had the look of a person who embraces all things outdoors. Neil told us he was planning a camping trip that would involve a good deal of hiking off the beaten path and wanted to upgrade his shoe game for the occasion. Yeah, we're going to go to um, Guadalupe National Park. We'll be out there for two or three days. Um, When you go shopping for shoes uh, for your outdoor adventures, what are you looking for? I'm generally looking for a shoe that's going to hold up. Definitely want to buy something that's going to be a good investment. Looking for a good sole. Obviously, I think first and foremost, after I find a shoe that I like, I want it to fit really well, especially if I'm going to do a lot of hiking in it because you're going to want to have room for your toes so you're not losing toenails and mm-hmm. you're not getting blisters all over the place. That, Neil, you said you're going to Guadalupe Mountains mm-hmm. and Guadalupe you're going to do some hiking. Do you have uh, do you have backpacking planned? 
Yeah, I think we're going to be out in the uh, backcountry. We're going to do McKittrick When Canyon, buying so performance footwear, especially hiking shoes, good fit means a comfortable and safe experience on the trails and off. Working with someone who asks the right questions will ensure you get that fit. Okay. And how do you feel about uh, a tall, taller boot or a shorter boot? Would you rather have that ankle support of a, of a traditional high ankle boot? You know, I've really moved towards um, a lot more towards trail running shoes with my lighter backpacking stuff. And you so need to be clear about what you want and what you know works shoes. for you. So I okay. probably would go with something that's a little bit lower, okay, but maybe a little more rugged. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's look at some options. Uh, what about your foot? Have you had any issues with previous pairs of shoes? I mean, we don't want to make the same mistake again here. Making the uh, same when mistakes when buying shoes uh, brings no, me to my favorite made-up word, shoe pity. That is the act of wearing uncomfortable shoes just because they look good. Okay. Let's use a Brannock device and measure your foot so that we know that nothing has changed since you've done this last. And yeah, if you want to grab a pair of our Try on socks since you're wearing your flippy flops. So you want to put that on the ground and uh, try to put your right heel in here. Yep. And we're going to slide this guy up here. Get your first toe knuckle in the right spot. Look at your width. A few measurements and observations later. And what's this saying? I'm, I'm probably like a B or C yeah, width. And that's, and that's pretty typical. And then I'm looking at your length here. And uh, you've got a little bit of the Morton's toe, which I do too, which is where this uh, second toe shoots out a little bit further than the big toe. And so that's definitely going to put you in 11 and a half. Uh, you, you'll, you'll be more comfortable in that than in 11. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So I'm going to zip off to the back and get some shoes. I've grabbed some 11 and a halves, low hikers, and I did bring one boot. I know you said that you have done some light hiking recently, and now you're going to have a, maybe a heavier trip. So. Why don't we try this on anyway and just see just yeah. see how it fits? Just so you, while you're in the store anyway. Well, and I've done a lot of my heavier hiking with boots, so sure. so it's definitely not something that I'm against. Something most of us do when buying footwear is to walk around the shoe department for a few minutes to get a sense of the shoe's fit. But Sean encourages Neil to go a step or two or three beyond that. He directs Neil to step onto a hand-built wooden incline that's about three feet long, a foot and a half wide, and angled at about 40 to 45 degrees, so it's steep. Neil is on one of our uh, inclines, and what this is going to help him simulate is if he's getting lift in the back of his heel to too much of a degree, and if his toe is slipping forward. And I want him to go up and down it both ways and see if that's uh, uncomfortable or not, because like I said, going downhill sometimes can be a surprise at how difficult and uncomfortable it is, and you don't want that. Toes are kind of sneaking right up to the front of the shoe. Um, Although this toe box feels really good, nice and wide. Over the next 45 minutes and with Sean's guidance, Neil tries on several pairs of hiking shoes and boots and gives them the walking and incline test. Getting a good fit requires spending time making the best choice for you and your feet. The thing to remember is to not feel rushed. Always take the time you need to make the right decision, even if that means walking out of the store without a new pair of shoes. 
Because, trust me, you do not want to be on the top of a super steep hill knowing you have to get yourself to the bottom when your feet are already screaming in agony because you did not take the time to find the best-fitting pair of hiking boots for your trip. In the end, Neil found something that felt great on his feet, passed the incline test, and looked good, too. So, do we have a sale here? Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sold on these. These are pretty amazing. Awesome. Uh, Great fit. Fit good in the toe box. They feel like they're super stable. They've got a lot of grip on the sole, which makes me feel like I'll have a lot of confidence on the trail. And they feel like they're going to give me some support when my legs are kind of tired and I'm carrying a lot of weight. So, yeah, I dig them. I want to come on your trip with you. <laughs> That's what I'm well, saying. Come on. <laughs> Find a link to a list of Texas state parks and natural areas that offer a wide variety of hikes from family-friendly to accessible to challenging at underthetexassky.org. And then get yourself a good-fitting pair of hiking boots or shoes and socks and head to your nearest outdoor space and take them for a spin. And so we come to the end of another podcast. Under the Texas Sky is a production of Texas Parks and Wildlife and is available for streaming or download at underthetexassky.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Speaking of where you get your podcasts, we'd love it if you'd leave a review and let us know what you like and how we can improve. We record at the Block House in Austin, Texas, and Joel Block does our sound design. Susan Griswold and Benjamin Kaling provide web and distribution assistance. I'm your producer and host, Cecilia Nasty, reminding you that life's better outside when you're under the Texas sky. Join us again next time for Under the Texas Sky. Everything comes down to what you're wearing on your feet when you're out in the wilderness or just on any adventure, even in town. It doesn't matter. 